0: It is uh, social media influencer and part-time plastic surgeon here, Jonathan Stiano, uh here to answer your questions. If you've got any questions about plastic surgery-related queries, I am your man and you're in the right place. Uh, please feel free to post away uh, or... Uh, or just listen really because i've got some questions that uh, have been preordained jackie's here and UC bio doll is in the house the best is ear yes uh you bio doll and jackie's here so we can begin nice to see you both um so jane thorne is also in the house who i'm gonna wave at. thank you very much so uh i got some questions to kick the get the ball rolling which is just as well because god knows no one else has but uh as ever i am prepared so uh have no fear uh well let's get this question out of the way before anyone else comes because uh it's a bit of an awkward one for me this um this says do you use be like breast implants could polyurethane be a good alternative as i want them to be as light as possible so um I always say, um, and it's true, that I'm not linked to any breast implant manufacturer. So I can use any implant uh, as long as the hospital can get it or as long as I can get it and, and bring it to the hospital. I can use any make or manufacturer you want. So if anyone's got a view about a certain make of implant, then they can uh, have that, no problem at all. Um, and obviously, Be like, is a make of implant. And actually, Be like, implants are made by Polytech, which are the same company that make polyurethane implants which I use quite a lot of. So um, I can use be light implants. Now, the problem with plastic surgery and the problem with plastic surgeons and maybe all surgeons is we do still um, have a lot of our practice based on experience uh, because rather than maybe cold, hard fact, facts and evidence, because when you look at it and when you narrow, when you look at it, at the end of the day, no one knows anything. There are no facts about what is the best this and what is the best that. You know, people say, oh, there's a paper that suggests this implant's better than that implant. Well, that paper was probably looking at 100 people or 50 people or 200 people or whatever. But still, it's not looking at every single person in the world ever. No one is out there collecting all the data for all everybody God, I don't know how I got onto that. I got off a piece there a bit. Sorry, stick to the stick to the script, man, stick to the script. So um the point of the matter is we do still base a lot of our our um, practice on experience. And I used be light implants, uh, which are light implants on a patient and they flipped. They flipped front to back. So they're round, they were round implants and they flipped. So teardrop implants could obviously rotate. For round implants to to flip is very rare. It's a very rare complication. Um, it's only happened once before, and that's that. I thought, "Crikey, that's weird." So what happened was one of them flipped, then another one flipped, <clears throat> and then I flipped them back, and they flipped again. So the sample size of one, I totally, I totally um, get it. So it may not be anything to do with the B light implants, but it has put me off. Um, so that that. So I don't really use B light in France, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, as I say, I don't think that that necessarily means this, That's sort of not evidence that I don't think that's a known thing I'd, that I'm aware of. So it's just me personally. So, yeah. Um, could polyurethane be a good alternative? As I want them to be light as possible. Now, having said that, now they do now they they are bringing out or they were bringing out a polyurethane B light implant. So I think that's much less likely to flip because the polyurethane foam coating is much less likely to flip. But I don't think um, polyurethane implants are lighter than normal silicone implants. So if you're asking for B light implants because you want it to be lighter, I don't think polyurethane will be necessarily a better alternative than a than a standard textured or smooth uh silicone implant so i think you either go be light or you go you know normal um and i think the concept of be light was a good one and i said this to them and i've you know spoken about this before that i think the concept of a light implant is a good one it's just that i had a problem with one so or two I say. um so i don't use them but yeah i don't think polyurethane would be necessarily an alternative In terms of the lightness of it, I mean, obviously it is an alternative, but it's not. It's it's the same weight, I think, as a silicone implant. I don't think polyurethane are lighter than silicone implants. Uh, Sophia Kawuya Kawuya Williams, that is a great name. Kawuya Williams, Kawula Williams, that's like um, University Challenge. Kawuya Williams, Oxford. Um, anyway, Sophia says, hi, I'm wondering whether nipple inversion could be corrected during breast enhancement. Wow, Sophia, how weird is that? That I think the untrained eye, Sophia, would think that you are a ringer because I—that that is the last operation I just did a few short hours ago was a breast enhancement. And I corrected a nipple inversion at the same time. So, yes, I've just done it. And it is possible and it yes absolutely fine the thing people sometimes get a bit um or 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 you don't want to be confused with like for instance a nipple uh, a breast lift or a breast reduction i'd be a bit wary about doing things to the nipple at the time of a breast lift or a breast reduction because you move the nipple with those uh operations and you worry about the blood supply to it but certainly in breast enhancement No, no worries, Sophia. No worries at all, and uh, no worries about doing that at the time of a uh, invert of, of the time of a breast enhancement. And the other very exciting thing is, Sophia, I have got reason to believe you're on YouTube by that little red thing. So that is ex- exciting in itself. So thank you for commenting on YouTube, Sophia, and I hope that's been helpful. Uh, but yeah, absolutely fine to have an uh, inverted nipple at the time of a breast enhancement. Uh, the link. There was a question on Instagram which I might have missed, so I'm going to scroll. Here we go, UC Bio Doll. You, do you do tummy tuck and lipo at the same time? And do you do finance? Yes and yes, UC. So it's very common to do tummy tuck and lipo, particularly lipo to the hips to sort of contour the whole abdomen. So often when you do a tummy tuck, it well not often, always, it's, it contours the central abdomen and it doesn't contour the hips, the flanks, the side bits. So you can combine it with liposuction to those bits. So that's that's a very common combination do you do finance what we found it's an interesting question you see because i used to work at two private hostels priory and parkway which are big um companies bmi and spire um and they offered finance they offered 0% finance so i never did because you know it costs to do 0% finance and i thought what's the point because the hospitals do it and then we looked at doing normal finance and we thought actually you know what you go on the uh, high street and you get better you know better deals than I could do, but anyway, bottom line is we relied on the hospitals. Now, a lot of the surgery I'm doing is not those hospitals have got really limited availability, so most of the surgery I'm doing is up in Liverpool with a small private hospital which doesn't do finance, so we don't do finance for there. But if you weren't time sensitive um, and you wanted to have surgery in one of the hospitals around here, they are starting pretty slowly. I've got to be honest to give us some lists so um you know if you had it done at, at, a, at a bmi or aspire hospital then yes they do offer finance or we do offer finance or sort of through them so yeah but uh tubby Tucker and lipo is a is a good one uh definitely uh let's get some ways going in oh sophia oh, oh my god sophia is getting the uh comments in uh youtube yes awesome it is an enlargement yeah an enlargement so the time of an enlargement it's absolutely fine Sophia to do a to do a nipple inversion um correction and as I said just done one this afternoon and you see you're very welcome um what we got here we got a question that says something like this under the muscle or over the muscle placement which one gives the most natural look um so this is this is one of those ones where I think it's very easy to give a sound bite answer and I think i i'll be honest I've been criticized on YouTube uh for shall we say waffling slash droning on um I'm gonna take the criticisms on board but the problem is do you know what it's not it's not black and white a lot of this stuff and you can't be too you know you can't you can't I can't just say yes or no to that. I can't answer that question, yes or no. I can't, hand on heart, I cannot say under the muscle or over the muscle, one gives a more natural result. I cannot say that. And the reason I cannot say that is because the vast majority of my patients want a natural result. And I sometimes put them under and I sometimes put them over. So if it did give, if one of them gave a more natural result, I would, you know, I would do it more often so it depends on the person it depends on the implant It depends on the type of the implant The basically the difference between under or over the muscle is when you put them on top of the muscle there's a more of a risk of it of rippling seeing visible rippling so if you're very slim if you haven't got much subcutaneous fat over your chest um and then you can increase your risk of rippling certain types of implants like for instance the um Uh, smooth silicone implants ripple more so certain types of ripple more so these are putting your risk of rippling to be higher therefore you might say well that's not very natural having rippling is it so um, I'm going to put them underneath the muscle because that's going to give me a more natural result because it's going to hide the implant in the upper pole true but the muscle can they can sit high they can sit wide and you can get animation deformities which means when you move your arm the, the breast moves so that's not natural is it if you get an animation deformity or if they're sitting high or if they're sitting wide, doesn't look natural. So that would be a reason to say, well, they're more natural if you put them on top of the muscle. So the answer to the question is, it depends on what's right for you. You have to balance. There are things that can make it look more natural for them being on top. And there's things that can make them look more natural for being underneath and vice versa. And you have to balance the risks versus the benefits. Not sure if I've understood if I've explained that very well, but basically what I'm saying is you just can't give a straight answer. Much as I think people would like me to say, yep, this is the best way to do it. That's more natural. It depends on the person. It depends on your soft tissue cover. It depends on the size and the type of implant you're having. Fact. What it is. UC BioDol. Do you do fat transfer dot BBL? Yes, I do fat transfer. BBL, no. BBL is Brazilian butt lift. So I do fat transfer. So I do do I do suck fat out of parts of the body and inject it into other parts of the body. And I love doing fat transfer. It's a fantastic technique. Um, BBL, which is a Brazilian butt lift where, where people injecting fat into the buttocks is a little bit frowned upon at the moment. It has been for some time because there's been quite a lot of problems worldwide with it. So it has been, um, I think... I should know, shouldn't I? Certainly, the last BARPS meeting, which must have been two, you know, over a year ago, where they said that we weren't supposed to do it anymore. We didn't have a Barbs meeting; just gone. Um, so, because it was all um, COVID and all that, although I think they had a virtual one, but I think I missed it. But anyway, I think we're not supposed to be doing business about this, but I never did anyway. Um, because the fat, the risks are high. So I do fat transfer, yes, but not into the buttocks. Into the buttocks is high volume fat transfer, which has got increased risks and not what I do. It. So I would do it into the breast. I do it in, I've done it into the leg, for instance, someone with a congenital um, uh, a weakness in the muscles of the leg. So one leg was smaller than the other. Um, so you can do it into areas where there's fat deficiency, basically. Um, but as I always say to people, it's always subtle, the results. So we have to have a proper conversation about it to see whether they, Maybe a good thing to do or not, but uh, yeah. Sorry, I don't. I don't. Not many people in the. Well, I will say that. I don't think that many people in the UK do do it or did it before it was. I think there were a few, but uh, be careful with Brazilian butt lift because it has got a bit of a uh, complication associated with it. So you've got to be aware of the risks and, as with anything, weigh up the risks versus the benefits. As with any surgery, really. Seely is in the house. Long time no see, Sealy, How you doing? Hi, random, I guess, but one of my members is due to have WLS. Oh, crikey. WLS in three weeks. What the heck is that? A weight loss surgery. Maybe weight loss surgery in three weeks. But after having COVID two months ago, feels she could have long COVID. Does long COVID show in a test? And can you have any surgery if you have long COVID? The symptoms are the same as someone with obesity, either breathing issues and tiredness. How does this work in any surgical setting? Wow. Um god, See the honest answer, I don't know. I don't think there is a test for long covid. Um I don't know if you're obviously if you're going to have surgery you would have a, uh, a you would you would have to have a negative test. So if you were testing positive for for, for covid, your surgery would be canceled, but I don't know if this lo, long covid you no longer test positive for for covid, I don't know because it was 2 months ago. Um so that's number 1. So I don't think there's a test, Sealy. So uh, can, can you have surgery if you have long COVID? Um, so I don't... Um, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one, because I'm not sure if there's a set sort of thing that says someone's got long COVID. So as you say, they're just saying that they're they're tired, which are the same problems with obesity. The issue, I guess, will be, and the, and the, the thing is, when anyone's got a problem... And they're thinking of having surgery, which is elective surgery. So planned surgery, as opposed to urgent slash emergency surgery. So if you've got a cancer or if you've got a broken arm or something, you have to have the surgery. But this is elective surgery. So it's planned surgery. So we want to do it when you're in the optimised state, basically. We want to do it when you're at your best. So if you're not at the best, whether it be whether you've got long COVID or whether you've got an exacerbation of your symptoms that you normally get due to your weight then I would say you should postpone surgery until you're better. Now, if you feel that you're not going to get better or you're as good as you're going to get, then you've got to weigh up the pros and cons of doing surgery now. So I I guess I would just sort of fall back to that sort of algorithm um, that I would with anyone. It's like anyone with a sort of chronic condition. If there's something you can do to optimise that condition, then you should do that before having surgery. If it's optimum at the moment, then you've got to weigh up the pros and cons of doing surgery now. Uh, tricky one. Oh, weight loss surgery. Oh, it was weight loss surgery. Oh, here we go. Simon Monkhouse said the same. Good. Consistent. Um, he didn't know either. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Right. Consistently not knowing. Right. Okay. Awesome. Still, you know. There's a lot of unknowns out there in the world, you know. It's the known unknowns, isn't it? It's a known unknown that. Right, um, Louise. Oh, this is an easy one, Louise. Is this an easier one? I've got cysts in my breasts. Is it possible to still have implants? This is an easy one, yes, Louise. Now, as, as with any breast lumps, you should get them investigated. The fact that you're saying you're cysts there, presumably you have had them investigated. So if you've had them investigated and they're fine with, with them and they've said look, they're cysts and don't worry about it, absolutely no problem having breast implants. And if you were to go on and get more cysts and need any more investigations, absolutely no problem with having that um I say absolutely no problem. If they were doing stuff like putting needles in to drain them and stuff, they'd probably be a bit more wary. If you had implants in, so it might they might need to do it under ultrasound guidance. But in principle, absolutely fine, Louise, to have implants if you have cysts in your breast. No problem at all. As I say, get the cysts checked out first, which it sounds like you have. So Ruth is here, and what Ruth is saying is, "Hi, I've had breast implants for around three years now, and my left side has become more firm than the other. Is this normal? Oh, normal. Um, this can happen, Ruth, and um, I guess the most common reason for this happening would be something called capsular contracture, which is scar tissue forming around the implant and the, a, lot, a lot of people say the implants go hard. the implants don't really go hard to be to be. Pedantic, it's actually the scar tissue that forms around the implant that goes hard, that tightens around the implant and can make it feel hard. And that's one of the big sort of longer term complications with the uh, breast implants and one of the big reasons that people might need to have them changed. So it might be that. I'm not saying it is that, but it might be that. Uh, uh, I've got to be honest with you, Ruth, three years is quite soon. So they'd be getting it three years is quite soon. Uh, you, you're quite unlucky to be getting it that, that quickly. The normal advice I give people who do start to have these problems is, first of all, if you're getting some changes in your breast, if it's going hard or if you're wide, it's always best to get it checked out. Are you my patient? I don't think you are, but if you are, come and see me. If you're not, go and see your surgeon um, because it's all or your GP or whatever because you want to get things checked out to check we're not missing anything, you know, because obviously you don't want to mess about with breasts if there's any sort of changes. We've got to be sure there's nothing sinister going on. But as I say, if it is just the implant going firmer, it sounds like the most likely. Uh, diagnosis might be capsular contracture, tends to be a progressive condition. So it probably will get worse, but it might take many years to get worse. The treatment of capsular contracture is to remove the capsule and the implant and to put a new one in again. But that's the problem with, with it. The capsule is scar tissue around the implant. And if you remove the implant and the capsule, that creates quite a lot of scar tissue. So another capsule comes quicker second time around. So I always say to people, leave it as long as you can before having the capsule removed and the implants changed. So if it's only a little bit firm, yes, get it checked out. But if it's not too bad, I'd probably leave it as long as you can, Ruth, because you don't want to keep on having implant uh, changing implants every few years, do you? So um, yeah, that's what it seems like. Seely, um, Fab, thank you. Very much appreciate your input. Seely, very much appreciate your input. Lol proves the point though doesn't it we just don't know we just don't know silly i think people think that we know more than we do in medicine they think we've got all the answers but um louise thanks i've had them looked at a few weeks ago well done so that's that's the main thing louise as long as you've had them looked at then uh, i would be um i would be fine to yeah go ahead and have it breast implants no problems sophia sophia on youtube nice one sophia you're keeping up the numbers on youtube well done you Give yourself a gold star. How long is advised to rest after breast enhancement? Also, what is deemed a no-no during recovery? I.e., driving, lifting, etc. Nice question, Sophia. You're doing well tonight, if you don't mind me saying. Not that everyone else isn't, because they all we all are in equal opportunities. But Sophia's good. Um, what? So, how long to rest after breast enhancement? Broadly speaking, Sophia, and it is broadly speaking because everyone's different. We're all individual. But broadly speaking, I normally say the first week you don't feel like doing much. It's a bit tight, a bit swollen, feels weird. Um, you have to let everything settle. Um, after the first week, you'll be feeling better. The dressings comes off. You'll be feeling a little bit better. You'll be doing stuff at home, pottering around, doing like the um, computer email, stuff like that. Um, but still taking it easy. Driving, I normally say two weeks to be safe. Um, you might be all right after one week. It's, very, as I say, variable. Sometimes people are okay after a week. You might better check with your car insurance. Sometimes they say it's got to be a certain amount of time. Um, But um, I'd say, you know, two weeks is safe, but often people are okay after one week. Um, It depends a little bit on, sometimes you can put the implants on top or behind the muscle. If you put them underneath the muscle, it's a little bit more uncomfortable than on top and little things like that. Um, So, yeah, so driving... You know, a couple of weeks lifting, nothing heavy for about six weeks. Always difficult when people have got small children, because obviously you're going to say, Oh, we've got small children, so you might have to do some lifting and things like that. No, no, I'll tell you what the no, no after surgery is, Sophia. Smoking, no, no, uh, particularly for the first two weeks after the smoke, uh, after the surgery, you want to get that healed. Um, what else is a no, no after surgery? Um, yeah, I mean, just upper body stuff you know gym and things like that first first month i would say you know upper body gym stuff lower body gym stuff after two weeks like the exercise bike and things not the running but the exercise bike um but yeah so upper body exercise smoking what else that it positive thinking so negative thinking's a no-no sophia um but yeah covers it i'd say anyone else got anyone chip chipping ruth thank you kimberly is here hi kimberly's here look at that thank you i've had my breast earlier and the nurses were fantastic kimberly did you see what the did you see what the first question was from sophia sophia was wondering whether nipple inversion can be corrected during breast enhancement um oh feeling crap oh okay <laughs> kimberly i've got to be honest with you you got to take it easy and you should be putting your feet up, watching Antiques Road Trip, not doing, not being on Facebook. Come on, have a word with yourself. Take it easy. And uh, I, I'm not going to put and crap up there. Oh, look, here we go. Seely's got some advice. Booze? No, don't. Or is that a no-no? I wouldn't say it's a necessary no-no, but uh, yeah, don't listen to Seely. Uh, can't believe, Um YH. What does that mean? YH. Anyway, it's either a typo or it's some. Cool abbreviation that i don't know like wls um oh i meant no, booze. She meant no booze um so good right not yet well not yet anyway right stick to the plan man stick to. oh sophia's back on i have kids at home so that is five kids at home yes that is a problem so i always say to people no heavy lifting for six weeks and they say i've got five kids at home so obviously especially if you've got little children you have to sort of you know, you have to pick them up if they if they fall over sort of thing. So, you know, it's just within reason. So I think uh, with you just have to pick them up. So you can't, and it's quite obvious, well, not obviously, but, you know, often people who have small children have breast enhancement because they lose volume for having had the children. So it's sort of quite a common uh, group of people to, to have breast enlargement. So um, something we can do, Sophia, if it's helpful to you is put you in touch with someone who's had it done. Sometimes we do that. Um, oh, look at this. Colombian glow three says means yeah. YH means yeah. Does it? Is that a is that a thing? YH means yeah. I'm obviously not. I'm not with it, am I? WLS weight loss surgery. YH yeah. I've got to write. I should be keeping a glossary of terms. How's YH yeah? I mean, how did who invented that? How do you start these things? YH yeah. I mean, yeah, is only really Y-E-A-H? Anyway, okay, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll bow to your knowledge. There you go, I've learned something there. I didn't know that. Y-H was, yeah. So, um, oh, God, everything's going on. With, what's going on here? Ali Nicholas, how are you? How, how long, on average, will it be before you change your resources again? Don't you talk like that, Ali. I'm not having that. How can I? How can I delete that comment? Come on, let's have positivity from you. How long after you change your, your implants? The answer to that, Ali, is never. You, you never. I wouldn't ever. Well, never. But I, I could think of a quote around this. I'll have to work on it. So I'll work on it offline. But basically, what I'm trying to say is, never plan to 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 um, change your implants. But you might always expect you might need to change your implants yeah is that quote working a bit like um sort of plan for the worst hope for the best yeah bit like that yeah plan to have them changed but hope to never have them changed right is that clear so basically what i'm saying is that a lot of people say they've got to be changed every 10 years they haven't got to be changed every 10 years the implants themselves most of them all the ones we use have got a lifetime warranty the implants themselves are built to last forever um, the problem is usually the usual problem is capsular contracture I guess the two problems are going to be a capsular contracture and rupture I mean there's ALCL which is that cancer but it's so rare that but you know the, the two two main problems are going to be rupture and capsular contracture and these days ruptures not very common the implants are much um, a, a, a more stable gel so they don't leak if the shell does fail so often well not often but the implants might the shell might fail you might not know about it and it doesn't really matter because they keep their form so the main problem is going to be capsule contracture which is scar tissue forming around the implant which arguably is not it's not a problem with the implant I mean it is the implant causing the problem because it's your body's reaction to the implant but actually when you do a capsulectomy and change the implant the implants are usually fine it's not the implant that's the, the, the problem is the capsule contracture's so the scar tissue forming around it. And I normally say to people that takes about five or 10 years for that to happen. It's less in the polyurethane implants, but still it's, and it's more in the smooth implants and then the textured silicone ones are in the middle. But anyway, five or 10 years, they can start to go hard and you might want to have it changed. So who was it? Was it Ruth? Someone was saying earlier that they've got a three years post and they've got a bit of a firmness. So three years is quite early, but, um, so i we be connected to leave it. So the bottom line, Ali, is if you've got no problems, don't have anything done. Now you can always come back and see me, and we can, you know, talk about stuff. And I always say to people, come back every year. Or I offer that to everybody. You don't have to come back every year, but there's always an open appointment if you want to chat about it. Um, but in terms of having surgery, I would say if you haven't got any problems, I wouldn't have any surgery. If you've got problems, then maybe you will need surgery. So don't go looking for surgery. Cataract and is... Oh God, I've missed, I've missed out. Oh my God, what's this? UC, see, lol, lul, y- l- 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 y- Oh my God, doc, well, hello. Miss Karen Karina Beans in, nice to see you this evening. TT equals tummy tuck, I know that. I know TT, I'm not that bad. God, I didn't, know. I mean, I'm a plastic surgeon, UC see yeah? Fully qualified, I got certificates and all. I haven't got them with me, but honestly, back at the clinic, I've got all the certificates and everything. So I know TT, I didn't know WLS, admittedly, but yh come on, no one knows that. Um, Ali's very well, nice to hear, and thanks for chipping in, Ali, it's nice to see you. Uh, Columbian Glow's laughing, Pauline Magpie, I know you're talking breasts, but do you perform brachioplasty? I'm talking anything, Pauline. I will, you name it, I'll talk about it, girlfriend. Um, yes, I do. And for those at home who don't know what brachioplasty is, brachioplasty is basically arm reduction um so it's um so i basically um pauline do breast and body so i do breast whatever um you know bigger smaller lifts etc and then body is mainly tummy tucks but also arm lifts um and uh, thigh lifts and liposuction um so yeah so brachioplasty yeah scar down the arm and yeah do it i do pauline i do um dr katie's here What's going on? Oh, God, I'm losing. I'm losing. I do need – I'm getting to the level of social media influencer that I need an assistant, I think, with this to to, to keep track because I can't be expected to keep track of this. Um, the, the chat's go kicking off all over the place. So I'm on Instagram here and I'm on Facebook. So let's see what's going on on Instagram. I know you're t- – totally oh, we done that one. Now we have to think wisely with implants. Yes, we do. We'll stick to hope then you did give me the best boobs did you hear that facebook right <laughs> thank you for that vote of confidence ali and uh yes but ali you know you can come back to clinic you know i hope you know that always lovely to see to to see you um but you're always welcome but um i would stick with them actually ha ha check you out oh god, elena's in the house pauline please do with the lengthy scar crescent oh god what's happening what you're on about please do doctor pauline you talk about um arm reduction yeah brachioplasty yeah so arm reduction does give a lengthy scar uh pauline it does give us crescent i'm not sure what crescent so the way i do it is i do a scar going down the arm and then up into your armpit so it's like an L. it's not a crescent it's an L. um and it is long it goes down to your elbow and like anything pauline everybody wants a short scar it kind of a short scar kind of no scar i have a nose scar and you know yeah you can have a short scar of course yeah you can have no scar yeah you can do some you know topical thing but if you're doing let so yeah you can have a scar in the armpit yeah just a tiny little scar in the armpit the less scarring the less skin's removed the less of an arm lift so personally personal view I wouldn't do it with just a scar in the armpit because what's that going to do pull a bit in a up direction that isn't going to take my skin out. Scar on the armpit, risk of wound healing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You've got risks. Yes, it's a hidden scar, but it's not going to give you a great lift. And I, to the extent I would say, look, it's not even worth doing. If it's worth doing, and I'm, I'm same on the thigh, to be honest with you, and actually the thigh lift in the groin is is more acceptable than an th- arm lift with this kind of arm and excision. So it's the thigh and and uh, arm, I feel the same way. If if I'm going to do it, if I if I feel it needs doing the best way to do it is a big, long scar down there. And a lot of people say, I don't want that. And I'm like, I I totally understand. I don't want to give that to you because if you don't want a scar, then you're going to be, you know, so don't have it. And it's like that, binary, really. You know, if you don't want that big, long scar down to your elbow, by and large, I would probably say don't do it, or at least I wouldn't do it because it's, well, exactly, it's loose skin. and, And if you do it, people say, I want this skin removed. You always pinch like that, don't you? Pinch like that, oh, Sophia! What? Sophia's got the thing. You pinch like that. You don't. Pin, you don't say. I've got loose skin. I want that. It's very. It's very hard to tighten the skin that way. Am I demonstrating it with my arm, with my jacket? It's like that, isn't it? Yeah. So I th- think it's better to do a big long scar or no scar at all. I don't have it done. Stargazer. Oh, should I? Oh. Anyway, I'll do stargazer, then I will see what's going on on the um, Facebook. Any advice for a BA incision, which is lumpy and painful, one-year post-scar revision? What could possibly be the cause so long after? Uh, Stargazer, um, hypertrophic scarring could be the cause. So lumpy, it's not common uh, for a BA, uh, breast augmentation. I know that abbreviation. Uh, I'm assuming it's breast augmentation. It's not common, but... um, it, is, uh, it can happen and it can happen with any scar, and it could be a hypertrophic scar. So, what causes it? Well, it might be due to delayed wound healing. If your wound takes more than three weeks to heal, you've got a very much higher risk of, uh, of uh, hypertrophic scarring. But some people can just get hypertrophic scarring. So, what I would say to you, Stargazer, is talk to your surgeon. And because, yes, there are things that can be done. And so, things like, um, well, first of all, massage. Keep it simple, massage and moisturise. Um, but it's a year now, I think you said, yeah, a year. So then you can move on to other stuff like silicone. And if it's a, I'm assuming it's an inframmary incision, silicone strips can help because your bra strap can hold them on. And actually, the bra, the pressure of a bra wire of a bra can can help uh, help with them. So silicone strips can be helpful. You've got to wear them 23 hours a day. Just take them off to wash. Um, and finally steroid injection I would imagine would be the next thing which is, if it is a hypertrophic scar that is So there are things that can be done if you haven't tried those things already But it's saying you've had scar revisions So presumably that was done by a surgeon who would probably know these things who would Hopefully be looking after you and talking about these things But these are the sort of things I'd be looking about looking at uh, silicone strips and steroid injections uh, Sorry Facebook. I hope you haven't all gone home um, No booze not yet uh sophia's got five kids at home khan late to the party khan it is kicking off big style khan you knew me before i was famous look at me now honestly i've got double figures um should that so stargazer should that help the pain though pain often there I, I i don't know stargazer often hypertrophic scars aren't usually painful They can be itchy then the steroid injection can really help with the itch pain no not so much i don't think um i mean the steroid will dampen down the inflammation It might help with the pain but to have a painful scar a year post-op i don't know you probably have to see your surgery is there a, like a is there a point where it's painful is there like a little nerve little neuroma or something is there a i'm just trying to think you know it's, it's unusual to have a painful scar a year post-op so you, you probably have to see someone to see if there's something specific that is causing that pain. Um, And the steroid and the silicone might not help the pain, unless, as I say, it's itch, which can be uncomfortable. Uh, And you are welcome. Thank you for asking the question. Kimberly, get help. What are you on about? No booze, then get help. Tracy is the first one tonight. So Tracy, um, there'll be uh, a check in the post to you for the winner of the competition for the hashtag Ask JJ. so we will be sending out a hairy toffee to everybody who the first person who uses the hashtag ask jj so congratulations tracy bell you have won the hairy toffee so uh hashtag ask jj first of the night come on guys you can do better you can do better you know it you know we're trying to get that hashtag trending all these people asking questions without using the appropriate hashtags honestly um so thank you tracy for the hashtag uh question is i've had my mummy makeover whoop whoop how long should i walk bent over for as i can't straighten up i'm 11 days post-op very common question tracy this uh people say when can i when can i walk straight after my tummy tuck so it's the tummy tuck that's doing it um and you know what tracy i normally say to people when you feel up to it don't push it just go with it you know the whole point of doing the tummy tuck is to make it tight that's the whole point so you want it to be tight and you have to make it tight and it will give over time um so don't push it don't try and stretch it or anything like that but um but it can take a while and 11 days isn't much tracy stick with your surgeon always walk talk to your surgeon and work with them um but you know i think um just whatever just you'll find the first couple of you know I think you'll probably, in you know, in the next few days, or as I say, after the first couple of weeks, I think you'll probably find it maybe starts to get a bit easier. Um, you're probably wearing a binder, I'm guessing. But just, you know, just go with it. And I know what you're going to say. have got a bad back and all that. And, you know, no one really likes all that walking over stoop. You get bad back and bad posture and everything. But just go with it, Tracy. It'll come. It'll come. But there's no set answer. Some people at 11 days are walking, you know, not bad. And some people are really bent over. So it's just... You know, people heal differently and the skin will give over time. Um Kimberly Owen, me. You Seely, oh my god, I just remembered. Did you see the real housewives of Dallas? The dude that is plastic surgeon, and your double. I'm going to find them. <laughs> I didn't, Seely, no, I didn't. I, I try and avoid those sorts of programs. My double. What a lucky guy really there's another one really right okay excellent there you go another social media influence out there you know like myself well we'll have to we'll have to hook i'll have to hook up with the plastic surgeon in the housewives of dallas and say hi i'm jj i do the uh i do the uh, hashtag ask jj facebook live every tuesday at seven o'clock you probably heard of me um, Sophia, youngest six, so should be okay. Yeah, six is pretty good, Sophia, because they'll be moving about and stuff like that. So hopefully not too much on the older uh, lifting. Mark Duba. Right, we'll have to check him out. Mark Duba, check him out. With children. Tracy's laughing. I don't know, uh, Tracy, I don't know what's going on. I really don't. Sophia, back. Yes, Sophia, love it. You mentioned about being, being put in touch with someone who's had a similar surgery. That'd be very useful um sophia yeah i did it's, it's uh, perhaps i should have qualified that it's for people who come to the clinic so when people come to the clinic so i don't know if you're in age baston but if you want to come to the clinic and see me or kuram or see one of us then we we offer what's called a buddy scheme where we put someone in touch with someone who's had it done but having said that there's loads of people here tonight oh, all over the place aren't they look at them all they've all They've all got experience. But yes, if you do come to the clinic, Sophia, and see one of us, um, we will put you in touch with someone who's had it done. If you want, we don't have to, but a lot of people find that helpful to talk to someone who's been through it. Um, but look at it. See, we've got – look at this. I keep waking up about seven times in the night for a week. Is this because of the swelling going? Yes. And it might be um, – it's sort of irritation of your bladder and things from the from the tummy tuck. So, yeah. Uh, but what a nightmare. God, yeah. Um what's going on here uh i am cat hi jj hope you're well do you remember when i had the mole removed on my back last year it's healing so well the scar is only slightly pink now and much smaller do you know what i find i struggle i'll be honest with you i struggle to often to know who's who and so you know because when they're named like your name on instagram it's not obvious i it's not obvious. I'm, I can't really see a picture, but I hope it was going well. Roll from moving back last year. So um, and often people like someone last week said I'll see you on Friday. I'll see you, on and I'm like who? Because the names often like you know stargazy stargazer four twenty. You know, or actually Facebook's not so bad because they're all they're all proper names. But you know on Instagram particularly. But anyway, I'm glad the scars healing up well. I am a cat. I am, I am, I imia I'm a cat. Um, Good to see you here tonight. Glad it's healing well. Have you been back to clinic? If not, swing by. Let's have a look, see how it's going. But uh, you don't have to. But if it's going well, that's good. Good to see you. Thanks for... And thanks for commenting. Thanks for the positivity. That's what we need in this world, isn't it? That's what the world needs, positivity. Stargazer 420. Can you please explain what inferior capsule flap to redefine IMF left, IMF lower plus... Seen this on my surgical note, and I have an iota what it means. Wow, we're getting technical now here, people. Are you ready for this, people? Are you ready, huh? We're getting technical now, all right? This is a technical section. I need a technical section, right, okay. So, inferior capsule flap to redefine IMF, left IMF lower plus. Okay, so, um, the basically the capsule is uh the, the scar tissue that forms around a breast implant every single person with breast implants has got a capsule everyone's got a a, a capsule around their implant it's a real problem when the infra, the IMF is your inframammary fold the fold where the wire of your bra sits and it's a real problem if your um inframammary folds aren't level it's 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 diffi- it's, it's difficult basically it's a problem so oh mia of course i know you mia Mia, of course I do. Um, sorry. sorry. Um, of course I know you, Mia, but I didn't know you were Mia. Um, so, sorry, the capsules. So if the, if the inframammary folds aren't level, it can be a real problem. The easiest thing to do if your inframammary fold is not level is to lower the higher one. Yeah, so that's the easiest thing to do, to lower it, um, to, to balance inframammary folds. But what you've got to do is you've got to center the inframammary fold um, sorry you've got to center the implant on the nipple, so it might not be appropriate to lower the higher one if that's going to make the implant sit too low because if the implant is too low and the nipple can look too high and it can look weird. so if your inframammary folds aren't level, then obviously the other option is to higher it so if the inframammary folds uh, if the if the implants descended so-called double bubble or whatever if the implants descended and and has descended below your inframemory fold and your, your, your fold is too low and that needs to be then raised, that's more difficult. It is quite difficult to recreate an inframemory fold higher uh, than where it, where it was because what you've got to do is you've got to close down the space where it was because you don't want the implant falling back into that space where the implant was. So what you can do is you can use the capsule. So when you do the surgery, you can open it up and you can use the capsule so you can raise a bit of capsule so you can cut a bit of capsule, especially if the implants have been in a bit of time. There's That's got a bit of substance to it, a bit of, you know, because you really want to get some stitches in there with a bit of oomph and you don't want to put some stitches in the fat because the fat just, just pulls through. So you have to put the stitches through something with a bit of um substance and and say if the implants have been in for a little time you might have some well-formed capsules so you can raise a flap of the of the capsule and use that as a hammock use use that to redefine that fold um to redefine that inflammatory fold so that's what they're talking about they're talking about your, your your pocket is too big so they need to somehow hire it so they'll cut out a bit of capsule in the lower part uh, in the inferior so the inferior is the lower part of the capsule um, and and raise it as a flap so literally a flap is just a, you know so the capsule stuck like that they'll cut behind it so it's flapping about and then they'll stitch it down to recreate that inframammary fold that, that's made it clear I will not worry about it anyway they're just trying to re- recreate your inframammary fold but what I will always say it's a difficult thing to do recreating inflammatory folds is difficult and keeping them there and you often get well in my hands anyway you often get little dents where those stitches are they're dissolvable stitches, so those dents go but it's a it's a hard thing to do to recreate an armory fold and it's obviously something you do when you're doing breast reconstruction so when someone's had a cancer and you're recreating a breast from nothing when they've had a mastectomy um so it's a major part of that of that surgery so it's a tricky part it's a tricky op you've had there stargazer so i hope it's gone well but uh that's what it is so that's okay, JJ, It's Mia. Of course I know who you are, Mia. Goodness me. What did you say? You had three you had three most ages ago. Oh, you had one from the one oh uh, yes. Uh on my face, neck before that, too, and one on my scalp at the same time as the back. They're all hitting perfectly, so I want to give some feedback. Mia, I know exactly who you are. And yes, of course I remember you. And it's just I didn't realise your your handle. I didn't realise your handle. But lovely to hear from you, Mia, and thank you for that. And uh as you know, I hope I think you moved away, haven't you? But anyway, always welcome at the clinic if you are around. Um, waving at some people here. Good to see you, Mia. That was nice. Oh, Mrs. Risoda sent a request to be in a live video. I'm going to assume that's a mistake because I think lots of people do that. If you, it, Mrs. Risoda, if you do want to be in a live video with me, I will accept you if you want, and then we'll be split screen and you'll be in, you know, and we can talk if you've got a question implant was sitting far too high afterwards needed revision is that why uh, stargazer no i thought you no the, you would use an inferior capsular flap for an implant sitting too low um, so the infla- implant sitting low you would you, you would redefine the inframemory flap uh, fold with a uh, a capsule of the um a flap from the inferior capsule so I was assuming your implant was sitting too high. If your implant was sitting too high, then I would just do an inferior capsulotomy, which is making a hole in the capsule, and then just lowering it. As I say, that's easier to fix. And it's often when they're under the muscle, so you need to make sure you release the muscle nearly. Um, so that'd be a slightly different thing, but unless you're saying it was far too high off the revision, anyway. I'm okay for this occasion. Thank you, okay. <laughs> you're lucky, Mrs. Rosoda, because if I'd said accept live, Except I think I would have appeared in your living room. So you are very lucky. Dodge to the put it there. What's this plus one? Go live in a room. Oh god. Right. No, I won't, I won't press it there. Um. What we got? I will be on 21st. Oh, Sophia, well then we'll put you we'll we'll do your buddy then. 21st. When's that? Not long now. Ten days. Well hey, looking forward to seeing you. I've got an appointment with you. Awesome. Awesome. Uh Seely. I know right. I used to own a pub and people become what oh, Sealy's off on one guy. So what's what's Sealy off on? I know right, I used to own a pub and people become drinks like ooh, his Guinness, oh vodka at orange, or FFS his going to ask for ale, then complain it tastes bad, lol. I won't expect I won't explain my FFS. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think we'll just. I think we'll just say thank you for the thank you for that, Seely. And um, that's what happens when you go to oh Guinness, Guinness. So Guinness and orange and vodka. Yeah, it's a problem, Seely. It is a problem. Used to own a pub. Tough. That's a tough gig, Seely. That is a tough gig. Heart goes out, you. My parents used to own a hotel. And um, tough hospitality, tough industry, especially at the moment. Let's spare a moment to the pub owners and the hospitality sector because that has been hit badly. I count my blessings every day that I've got a job that I can still earn money throughout all this terrible thing. And anyone who's got a restaurant or a pub or stuff like that. Anyway going slightly off the point there um bring it back let's bring it back here we go is local anaesthetic more recommended than general if so what are the benefits sophia i've got a feeling i've got to scroll back oh no it was breast i was going to say it was it was tommy tongue was breast implants um I wouldn't say more recommended. I think it is good. I think local anaesthetic, local anaesthetic with sedation, so it's not like just local anaesthetic, local anaesthetic with sedation. It is good, and the rea- main reason it's good is because the recovery is quicker. Uh, having said that, the general anaesthetic is not—you know—it's just a, you feel a bit more rough after a general anaesthetic, um, and um, and the recovery is a bit slower. But you can sometimes feel pushing and pulling, and you know getting a bit knocked out a bit with, with a local installation. So it definitely is something we can talk about. Um, and the other thing I would say to you, Sophia, is that uh, everywhere that I work, we can do both, local installation in general. So first thing is say, you don't have to make a firm decision. You can say, look, I'm not sure. And the other thing to say is, if you think you might be um, uh, okay with local installation, we can go with local installation. And if it's a bit uncomfortable for you, if it's not really enjoying it much, we can always convert to GA. Um, you know, that's not a problem um because you'll be set up for a ga anyway but uh but yeah it is good local station Seely says you you were saying about not recognizing people oh oh i see yeah yeah i get it yeah well Seely, you don't want to know how i recognize people <laughs> i see a picture of and then i think i know who that is but actually you know yeah uh anyway sophia can you feel anything during surgery if under local no you can feel a bit of not pushing and pulling when the local's going in so you can but you are sedated at that point and the most common thing that anyone says like for instance this this morning when i did, did one this morning and the most common uh comment is you say to people how was it and they say how was what i don't you know i don't Don't even know it happened, don't you know? Which sometimes, if you want to know what's happening, you you get a bit upset. You're like, I want to know what's happening, but yeah, it's um, you you can feel a bit sometimes when the locals going in, but you normally don't really remember anything, and it's you're pretty heavily sedated. You're not really, you're certainly not chatting or anything like that, you know. Um, CV recognizes people by their drinks, got it, got it. Um, what we got here? I've got a question here. Can you see? Is it me, or is this the question not come up fully? Do you know what I should? We should do. We should go ask JJ in front of all these to try and encourage the ask JJ hashtag. Can you see the scar under your breast, or is it hidden? BBA. So, um, yes, yes, and yes. There you go. Succinct answer. Move on. Yeah. So I mean, the whole point is we hide it. So. It is hidden, so you have to go like that to see it. Yeah. Um, So it is hidden, but if you look for it, you can see it. And certainly in the first few months, because it's quite red and obvious in the first few months, and then it settles, it does take a good few, like, six, maybe 12 months to properly settle. So, um, But if you look for it, it's there. So we try and hide it so that you can't see it on the front. But if you sort of look underneath, you can see it. So Sophia says, thanks. Sophia, thank you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on the 21st. Um, Why do polyurethane implants have less chance of capsule contraction compared to silicone? It is because of the roughness of them, basically. So capsular contracture is scar tissue forming around the implant. And it's normal. All implants, every single person out there with an implant in has got a capsule around it whether it's a breast implant or a hip or a heart or a, I don't know, prostate. Do you have prostate? I don't know. Anyway, I, What else do you have implants? Anyway, wherever you've got an implant, the the body's natural reaction is to wall it off in scar tissue. And because implants are squidgy, what happens over time is the capsule contracts. And again, that's natural. The scar tissue contracts over time. That happens naturally. But because the breast implants are squidgy, it compresses it and makes it feel hard like a cricket ball. And the reason the polyurethane implants have less chance of capsular contracture is the scar tissue grows into the foam. They've got a foam coating. So the scar tissue grows into the foam in a three-dimensional way. So so when it contracts, it contracts in all different directions. Whereas a silicone implant, particularly a smooth silicone implant, so a, a smooth silicone implant, the scar tissue just forms around it and it's much more likely to go hard. And then what they did is they tried to make the smooth silicone implants like polyurethane by making them rough. So that's where the textured silicone implants come in and they've roughened the silicone to make it break up the scar tissue a bit. It doesn't do quite as good a job as the polyurethane does, but it's better than the smooth. So the roughness, that's why, because they break up the scar tissue and they make it less likely to go hard. But you might say, why doesn't everyone use polyurethane? Well, because the, um, couple of reasons, but the main reason, I guess, is the ALCL, which is a type of a cancer associated with implants. And it's, we don't really know what causes it. It's extremely rare. But in the cases that have happened, it seems to be related to the roughness of the implant. So the rougher the implant, the more risk of ALCL, the smooth ones you don't really get it. So the smooth ones are more likely to go hard, less likely to get ALCL. Rough ones, less likely to go hard, more likely to get ALCL. So it's a balance. So, Blue Trolley Dolly, can I ask if you have any experience with skin aid? You can, Blue Trolley Dolly. And the answer with that is no. Negative. Nada. No. Nicht. Niente. Zero. No experience with skin aid. No. What is it? It's that drink with the collagen in it or something, isn't it? No, I can't. No comment no comment blue trolley dolly sorry you know what i talked about this the other day and you just got to play to your strengths blue trolley dolly and i do surgery you know and i don't really do non-surgical so i don't do botox or fillers um or skin aid or goodness knows what these non-surgical people god they're the world's their oyster they do loads of stuff don't they and i just think you know that they, they there are people out there who that's their thing you know and i'm like let that let them specialize in that and that be their thing um i specialize in the thing that i specialize in um I, I don't dabble a lot of people do a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of the other but i'm like nah i just do i just do surgery so sorry blue troy dolly i i can neither i can neither confirm nor deny the efficacy of skin aid deny the right word Yes, very expensive, but I'm just not sure if it's worth it. They offer a pre- and post-surgery package. Well, I've got to be honest with you, Blue Doll. In My view on all this non-surgical stuff, it's a huge industry, no question about it. You can't knock it. It's a huge industry, so there must be something to it. But the problem is the less, like, negatives in a way, you know, negatives, sort of complications and stuff, the less of a result. So there's a huge market for non-surgical stuff because people don't want people putting knives and sticking stuff in them which is fine and you know we don't want to put knives in and stick stuff in if we don't have to if we can get the same results with some kind of drink if i could get fantastic i'd be all over it i'd be selling the drink till the cows come home and forget doing the surgery but at the end of the day often the less downsides the less upsides that's sort of how the world works i guess really so um so, yeah, you've got to be – so, as I say, I don't know. I'm not – I am not do not want to cast dispersions on skin aid. It might be great. I don't know. Just look at people who do it and look at results, and I don't know if it's worth it or not because that's the other thing. so expensive, a lot of this stuff, isn't it? Your work is amazing, by the way. Blue Trolley Dolly says my work is amazing. Thank you, Blue Trolley Dolly. Very kind of you to chip in with a good word. Um, what's going on here? I recognize people by their drinks. Thanks. I've made far too many comments – lol sorry everyone Sophia you don't realize it's hardly on on here Sophia don't say sorry god you're keeping it going keeping the chat going and also you are you are representing Sophia you are representing YouTube so come on we've got to get the got to get the comments up and even better Sophia what you could do is you could so you haven't made too many comments not enough Sophia not enough comments you could do what Mrs Risoda's done on Instagram which is used hashtag ask JJ. So, Mrs. Rosoda, you get second place um, two hairy toffees for you. Hi, JJ. Can I please ask what one area of lipo is considered as thanks? So, yeah, good question. So, lipo, I I, I don't like the one, two, three area thing because I think it's a bit confusing. So, I usually use small, medium, large, extra large in terms of pricing for lipo. But um, you're absolutely right. There is one area. So, for me, well, I say for me, uh, one area would be something like chin would be one area of lipo um which i don't i say for me i don't do chin but that would be it it'd be a small one small area of lipo would be that so um for instance hips because often we hips or thighs or something like that for me that would be medium i call it medium because it's confusing is that is hips one area or two areas because you've got two hips so i say to the people don't use one and two areas i don't like it because it's confusing use small medium large extra large um And most of the liposuction I do is medium, basically. It's hips, flanks, um, things like that. Uh, I don't really do small liposuction. Small liposuction would be like a a small area of the neck or something like that. Um, I'm considering a mummy makeover with you, so it would be in relation to this. So it would probably be hips and flanks with a tummy tuck, usually, is the the liposuction with a mummy makeover. And there is a price, actually, for tummy tuck with liposuction there's a set price because there's a set area you normally do the hips and flanks the sides to contour the sides when you do a tummy tuck so that would be the so there is a set thing so it's not it's not one area two areas just like tummy tuck with with lipo there's a there's a price for that um so yeah um oh god something's happened uh sj marks would you do surgery on someone with health issues question mark i have a condition called Chiari malformation. Yes, I have heard of that, uh, S.J. Marks, I think probably from medical school, um, which is low lying brain and fibromyalgia. But I want my breast reduced and my tummy looking at so much. I thought it was a vascular malformation in brain. But anyway, low lying brain, whatever. Um, The answer to that, S.J. Marks, is what we do when people have got health issues is we first of all look to see if something can be done to optimize the health issues so if you're a bit sort of in the middle of treatment and they're trying to get the doses of stuff right or they're not sure how to treat it and things like that i would say to you let's leave off surgery until they've sort of got your treatment optimized once they've got your treatment optimized we will then talk to the people who are looking after you because I'll be honest with you, S.J. Marks, I'm not an expert in Chiari malformation. Um, so, you know, we would talk to doctors who are looking after you and say to them, or you could talk to them and say to them, look, I'm thinking of having this surgery, you know, breast reduce and tummy tuck. Got to be honest with you, quite big ops those. So we'd be saying, look, they're quite big ops. They're going to take a good few hours. What do you think? And they might say, well, do this, this and this. Or they might say, forget it. You're a fool. You've got a high risk of having a complication. Forget it. Don't do it. Um, or they might say, yeah, you could do it, but you've got a risk of this or that. So um, often the first thing is to get it optimised. And the second thing is to find out what the risks are. If having surgery can have an adverse effect on your condition and then balance those risks with the benefits like we do with anyone. But your risks might be more. They might not be. I don't know. I don't know enough about your condition, but that's what we do. And we'd normally do that in combination with the doctors looking after your, your problem, your health uh, problem um because obviously they're the experts of that we're the experts with our bit and we just talk to them and say look what do you think and and obviously with you making a judgment so it's not a definite no just because you've got a health problem it's like it's not a definite no but it might be like you know what the risks are too high i probably would you know would not have surgery and often it's up to you to decide how bad your problems are as to whether you want to take on those risks so we probably do it less with people with health problems because the Benefits are often the same, but the risks are worse. So you might you, the balance is more likely to be tipped with those people than it would be with someone without health problems. Um, Sophia, is there a big difference in price between poly and silicone? I'm very towards poly. Last question, I promise. Sophia, don't be like that. You can ask as so many questions as you want. Um, I think we often get asked this in the clinic, Sophia. And if you ask me in the clinic, I'll say to you, I'm not sure. I think it's six or seven hundred pounds. Don't quote me. I think it's 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 six hundred odd. Pounds more for polyurethane, I think, but they can tell you if you email us or give us a ring or something, they can tell you exactly. I've had a tummy tuck on the NHS years previously, but they didn't do my size, if that makes sense. And I did well with the recovery, yeah. So if you just need the sides and I'd be just a bit lipo to the sides, then SJ, but a bit of lipo to the sides and a breast reduction, maybe that would be a lesser surgery, but um, but yeah, and you did well with the recovery, so that's a good, good, good sign. Um, Mrs. Rosoda, thank you. Megan sent me the guide prices, thanks. Awesome, good. Thank you. Um, I've got a question. I have two to three inch space between my breasts. Well, Will breast implants help to narrow this? Um, Sorry, help to narrow the gap. So yeah, a lot of people worry about the gap between their breasts, the cleavage, the space between the breasts. And what I normally say to people is it's hard to significantly narrow that. Two to three inches, that's quite a lot, isn't it? Do you mean that? Two to three inches. Oh, sorry. Didn't sleep last night very well. Sorry. Right. Two to three inch space. between. What's two to three inches? That's quite a lot. Three, anyways, a lot. Two, maybe not. Two, reasonable. Anyway, whatever. Um, I mean, if you've got an abnormally space, then we might need to look at it to be fair, you know, so we can do things. The worry is when you're trying to narrow, you know, in people with like hypoplastic breasts, tuberous breast deformity, you often have a narrow be- breast base and you have to sort of do quite a lot of work to reconstruct the breast. So there, there are situations where you might have to redefine that area. But in the most people having breast implants, a lot of people having breasts sort of, um, just sort of small breasts basically, um, they would they worry about having a wide cleavage now what i normally say is because that's bone there in your sternum we don't want to put the implants in board of your breast because if we put the implants in board of your breast you'll be able to see the edges feel the edges and stuff like that so i normally put the implants within your breast and so this isn't uh narrowed but often before you have a I'm sure, I'm sure have other thing like that, it's like that. But when you have implants, it's like that. Yeah? You get it? So it doesn't narrow the distance. The distance isn't narrower. The distance is the same. But because it's sort of flat before, and when you have implants, it's like that. You get that? So it doesn't sort of narrow the cleavage, but it does enhance the cleavage. Yeah? Did you get me? Did you get that? That's what I normally say anyway. So that dis- the absolute distance is the same, but the, the shape is, is enhanced. The angle is enhanced. As I say, generally speaking, if you have got three inches difference between your breasts and you have got an abnormally wide cleavage naturally, then we can look at maybe doing something. But the worry is if I'm going to do that with implants... Um, that the um the edges will be visible or or, or palpable and you might say that's okay because i've got an abnormally wide cleavage i'm going to accept that so that's a conversation we might have to have Um, um how long does breast augmentation surgery take give or take an hour give or take give or take 10 or 20 minutes plus or minus Pure surgery, that is. You'll be off the ward for a couple of hours because you have to get anesthetized, get prepped, get draped. Then you have the hour bit. Then you go into recovery and you recover in the recovery and then you get back to the ward. So you'll be off the ward for a couple of hours. But the surgery itself is is uh, one one hour. I'm worried about being discharged on the same day. Could I request an overnight stay for BBA surgery? BBA people, bilateral breast augmentation, for those of you who don't know. Uh, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yep. can Come request an overnight stay for a BBA, absolutely no problem at all. Uh, people are often okay to go home the same day, but if you feel that you're not going to be okay, or if you've got you know madness going on at home, then yeah, by all means, no problem. Is Oh, why isn't my tattoo suitable for excision, photo, should I try laser, show in stream, boom. I know what you're saying instagram we can't see it you're all saying yeah calm down calm down what do you call this right then silence the critics there you go um in answer to the question yes you should try laser because that is not suitable basically i would say for excision i mean the problem with this stuff is you can cut out any bit of skin so you can cut out a bit of skin from the ankle. It's a really bad place That It's so tight. It's really tight skin. And the problem with your ankle, your ankle's got to move, hasn't it? You've got to move. You've got to walk, basically. So it, it's got to move. So if you just cut out a tight bit there, it's going to feel really tight. It's going to risk the wound opening up. There's no way on earth you could get all that out in one go. So you're going to get a part of it out. You'd have to leave it for four to six months for it to soften and heal before doing it again. So, and you'd probably go... I reckon three goes on that, I reckon. Um, you know, four to six months apart. So that's, you know, getting off, you know, 18 months to get it all off. And a nasty place for a scar, risk of wound healing problems. So all in all, I'm gonna say this is not a very good tattoo for excision. And I know I say this every week. I show these tattoos and I say they're not good for excision and I feel bad about it. There are some that are good for excision. I'll have to show you one that is good for excisions because they do exist, but this one's not one of them um so should i try laser yes in fact all tattoos i normally say try laser first most of the people we see have had laser and it's not worked particularly on black ones you know color laser's not so good but uh certainly on black ones i would give laser a go i would say that's front first line and see what they say because this is a really bad place it is an angle, isn't it yeah it's definitely an ankle yeah I mean, whatever, it's near a joint, isn't it? But it's it's an ankle. Now, the more I look at it, the more I – but, yeah, it's an ankle, isn't it? So, um, yeah. That's the answer to that one. So, um, yeah. Well, that's it. I'm out of questions. I've got to be honest with you. Sophia, you have single-handedly held up YouTube tonight, so you should be very proud of yourself um we've had a couple of last jj hashtags which i'm uh eternally grateful for and i I fully realise i should use the hashtag myself more often uh memo to self um god willing i will be here same time same place next tuesday so if you have any questions message me or call me or um write me a letter whatever you want and i will talk about them next week so Tracy Bell says, you want more questions, question mark. You bet I do, Tracy. You bet I want more questions. Hit me. Hold on, Jackie. Tracy's got a question. Hold on a minute. Not so fast, but thank you, Jackie, for being here. Start to finish, as ever. But wait a minute, Jackie. Um, Tracy's got a question. OK, OK, here we go. Right, OK, question coming in a minute. Stand by. Hold on, Stargazer. Wait a minute. Tracy's got a question. Tracy, hurry up. They're all going. Actually, it doesn't matter. Stargazer, you can go if you want. I'll just do Tracy's. I'll stay behind at the end. You're just class dismissed. Class dismissed. Um, see you next week, Stargazer. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for thanks for chipping in. I'll, I'll be. I'll go in a minute when Tracy's done her question. Thank you. Was that a heart? Thank you for that. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here it is, everyone. Hasn't used the hashtag Ask JJ, but you can't have everything. How long does it take for these scars to dry out on a mummy makeover? Now, hold on a minute, Tracy. Are you eleven days post mummy makeover? Is that you? Oh, well. so I would say. Oh, I can't keep track. But anyway, I would say um, for me, and everyone's different. The, the my post-op regime is uh, dressings for a week, and then after a week, you don't need a dressing. But as you've alluded to, sometimes there's little bits of like bits that aren't sort of um healed properly, and you get little bits of moist bits around the belly button, particularly centrally where it's um yeah, eleven days post op. Um so um that is so um they can often be little bits that aren't completely healed at a week. So I would say two, maybe three weeks before it completely dry but you should be getting there tracy i mean sometimes you can get wound healing problems as to say around the belly button or centrally but you should be getting there but i wouldn't wear any expensive underwear at this time because it's probably going to get little bit spots of you know blood and sort of serious fluid on it so it does take two to three weeks i would say to be completely dry i had a blood transfusion of two units how much is that in mils god i don't know is it about 500 mils for a unit i'm not sure what a unit is to be honest with you um To be honest with you tracy i can't remember ever transfusing i'm sure i have it's pretty rare to have a blood transfusion but um but not 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 uh, not unheard of uh 11 days post-op can i give blood still um i think you i don't know i think you might have to wait i'm not sure you will in the in the future you will it's not like you'll never be able to give blood yes you will in the future um because blood has a sort of turnaround so, yes, you can in the future, but there might be a period. I think there's a period of time before you can um, after a blood transfusion. When do I use scar cream again, Tracy? Talk to your surgeon. Stick with your surgeon on that. For me, I talk about, about it about six weeks, uh, depending on how your scar is, but it's got to be pretty well healed and robust, so I wouldn't really go crazy on it. Can I take ibuprofen? God, Tracy's coming in with the questions thick and – oh, God, StarCase has got a question. Tracy talk to your surgeon Tracy because surgeons are funny about ibuprofen I'll tell you now they're a funny bunch these surgeons I let people use ibuprofen personally but that's me um the reason people don't like people using ibuprofen is because it, it can thin your blood and it might increase your risk of bleeding I don't believe it does and you've obviously had a problem with bleeding have you because you've had a blood transfusion so presumably but so you, you you know you talk to your surgeon because ibuprofen uh, can increase your risk of bleeding it can upset your stomach so it's not something you want to take you know without advice of someone who knows you and i don't know you so you're better off talking to your surgeon because it's so as i say some surgeons are very funny about non as ibuprofen would be a non ibuprofen aspirin uh, voltrol when should you massage boobs again tracy i normally do things about six weeks but that's me stick with your surgeon your surgeon should be going through all these things tracy because and again it depends on how well you heal so i know personally i see people about six weeks and i go over all this stuff so that's that's how i do it but i you know i don't want to tell you to do something and then you know something doesn't go right and you think, "Oh, he told me and like oh. like if you were my patient and you went and asked some other guy when should i massage i'm like what are you asking the other guy for i'm you know i'm the dude I'm the one that you hired to do your surgery. Ask me. So I always feel uneasy talking about people who've had surgery by someone else because I'm like, I feel bad saying the things I say because I'm not – no one's right. There's no right or wrong in this world. You know, it's, it's people's opinion, especially with post-op regimes and stuff. Everyone's got their own. Um, so, yeah, I've got mine. So hopefully – do you do Renuvion? Stargazer. Did you ask about um, the drink? What was it? Skin Aid? Um, I've heard of Skin aid, Renovion. I've got no idea, Stargazer, I don't even know, is that English? I don't know. Renuvion? No, is the answer to that, I don't do Renuvion. Stargazer, let's face it, what I do is I do cutting and stitching, that's what I do, I'm a cutter and a stitcher, um, I'm a surgeon, so if Renuvion involves cutting and stitching, I'll have a, you know, I'll, I'll have a look at it, but if it's, some kind of oh here we go j plasma what is that something else or (laughs) stargazer you're talking a different language now have a word with yourself um what's that i I don't do any of this cosmetic stuff seamstress (laughs) that's me stargazer i am a seamstress i'm a seamster okay i'm a seamster i cut i stitch all this non surgical stuff it is a huge world and i know it's a huge industry obviously not exactly i know it's a huge industry but it is not my world and i and i that that some people are into this sort of stuff all this non surgical stuff you can tell it ain't me i don't i don't do botox i don't do fillers i don't do any non surgical stuff um i just do surgery and um, I'm really sorry. I don't do Renuvion, I don't do J Plasma. I don't know if J Plasma is Renuvion. There's someone out there who's thinking, "Oh God, he's no J. They know all about it, right? We'll go with them, not me. It ain't me." Tracy, help me out here. Help me out. I'm on Renuvion and J Plasma with Stargazer. Right. When do you recommend lymphatic drainage? Tracy, what are you asking me? All these when do I recommend stuff? It's up to your surgeon, Tracy. Oh, I'm in trouble now. I should have gone earlier, shouldn't I? I'm in. I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm sinking in the dirt now. I've got I've got a Stargazer asking me difficult questions, and I've got Tracy asking you out post op. Tracy, it's up to your surgeon. All right, person. Oh, here we go. Do you recommend drinking pineapple to help swelling or take? Tracy, are you having a laugh now? Tracy's having a laugh, I think. Are you, are you serious? You wanted questions. <laughs> yeah, you're right, I did. You're right, I asked for it. No, Tracy, I can't fault you. You're asking questions. All right, hold on. Let's get, let's go back now. All right, I hope Stargazer stopped with the difficult questions. Now it looks like Stargazer stopped. Phew, <sighs> Stargazer looking up some ridiculous machine. and gonna ask me if I do it now. I've got to do this quick before Stargazer thinks of another difficult, oh God. Oh, that's a better question. Right. When do you recommend lymphatic drainage? Again, surgeon Tracy, six weeks before that sort of stuff for me, but surgeon. Drinking pineapple to help swelling or taking bromelain tablets? What on earth are bromelain tablets? Number one, pineapple. I didn't know it helps with swelling. If it does, fine. I don't recommend drinking pineapple personally because I didn't know it helped with swelling. But if it does, a bit like arnica and bruising, as long as it doesn't do any harm, fine. And I think pineapple will be fine. I don't know what bromelain are. Are they some kind of herbal thing? Um, because I'd have to look at what that is to see if it's got some kind of active ingredient, if it's going to have a problem. But again, it's not. I wouldn't even do that, Tracy, because you're not my patient. You, your surgeon would do that. We'd look at it. And uh, <laughs> it's obvious. Tracy, they'll be in the post. I'll send you earn your hairy toffees. Honestly, Tracy, you have done well with the questions. That is awesome. You and Stargazer, I almost feel like you're the same person because you're are you are you i know you're probably not because you can't type it the same questions but anyway stargazer what have you got Not more difficult questions from stargazer now stargazer's got a surgical question here so star is 11 centimeters diameter on the large side i can answer that question stargazer so you're talking about an implant there well no it's not i mean it depends on it depends on the width of your chest so you know but 11 centimeters is, is, a, is a normal base width of a breast uh if anything it's actually on the narrow side 11 centimeter stargazer um so that's on the narrow but if that is your if you're quite you know if you're not quite broad then that might be your width so 11 centimeter diameter implant is not on the large side slight framed yeah so it's appropriate so obviously if your breast width is 10 centimeters well then yes 11 centimeters is on the large side so it depends on what the breadth of your breast is So um, because normally I want to go about a centimetre in board of your breast width. So if you're looking at an 11 centimetre diameter implant, your breast width would hopefully be less than 11 centimetres, basically. Because I don't like to put in implants wider than the base width of the breast. Some people do, but I don't. Um, So it would depend on your breast width. But uh, in general terms, 11 centimetres is quite narrow. Oh, here we go uh bromelain is the extract from pineapple tracy bell is a food scientist as well okay guys bromelain is the extract from pineapple and it helps with swelling apparently so um you heard it here well that sounds great tracy so um if that's all it is i don't i'm not saying anything tracy because i don't want to get in trouble with your surgeon but you know Sounds good. type tum- I think I'd rather a pineapple. I love pineapple. Not drinking pine, not pineapple juice, but I'm presumably if you have just pineapple, so you know the pine when you get cut up in, in the shop in the little boxes. I love it. Um, when does the numbness come back in the tummy after a tr tt? Um, first of all, sometimes it doesn't. It can be permanent, um, but no one really. It's often weird to start with um and you i say it usually comes back so not always usually but it can take nine to 12 months so it can take a year for it to properly come back It takes a long long time and sometimes it always feel you know it might always feel a bit numb but often it does it does come back but it, you know you're looking at getting you know many many months tracy that's come back stargazer gotcha so thank you stargazer for asking a question that i could answer finally uh, after your Renuvion slash J Plasma slash God knows what, Tracy. I've got lots of tingling, often the way, Tracy, not necessarily a bad thing. When things are knitted together, it often feels a bit tingly, so that's not uncommon. So I wouldn't worry about that. I think I'd better escape before I get in any more trouble, because that has been quite a stressful end there, to be honest with you. Um, Tracy, your hairy toffees are in the post uh stargazer you too thank you very much for your input and please join me next week keep the questions coming difficult or not difficult i'll i'll take them all um i'll take all coming <laughs> no tracy don't tell me you've got more have you got more i'll ask some more if you got them Well, i'll give it a go Probably best. Thanks so much, JJ. Thank you, Stargazer. Uh, thank you for the renew beyond J Plasma questions. Are you off now, Star? I think Tracy's got some more questions. Has she or not? Or is she actually no? You don't have to shut up. You have Love your sense of humour. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Right. I think I better leave, Tracy. I think I better leave right now. Oh, she's going. Okay, Tracy's going, guys. Okay. Well, I'll go too then. Right. Have a good evening, everyone. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you for the awesome involvement, uh, not least Tracy and Stargazer. So, seven o'clock next week, I'll see you back here uh, if you're not busy. And uh, think of some questions. Plenty of non surgical questions from you, Stargazer. Think of some machines, yeah? So, think of some weird machines you can ask me about, yeah? Because I'll be sure to have no clue about them. Um, but uh, by all means, ask away. And I will um, go and read up and be back next week. So, on that note, stop streaming. I'm stopping the stream. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.